All right, we are back for another episode. It's the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. I'm Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. We kicking back here in this old school crawl daddy of a van, Chevy van here in the middle of Shibuya, our second home. You know what I'm saying? So we're just having a great time. The sun's out. The ladies are looking beautiful. They're wearing less. And, uh, yeah, we're having a funky good time out here. <laughs> yeah, just a reminder for those who are new to the podcast, new listeners. We are a podcast that focus on the international community here in Japan. People from all walks of life, different countries here in this melting pot metropolis that we call Tokyo and the international community also means Japanese as well so um, it doesn't exclude Japanese so uh, it's any and everybody that's mixing it up here in Tokyo absolutely doing cool and creative and amazing things and yeah that's what we're about on this podcast and our special guest today is um, another member of the community I'll let her introduce herself go ahead Hello, my name is Jasmine, a.k.a. Enlightize. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, yes, yes. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. You know, I've been... It is I, a pleasure. Yeah, I've known, I've known about you for a while now. You know, it's a small community, believe it or not. You know, even if we haven't met in person, um, you know, I follow a lot of J-vloggers, which you are. Um, yeah, so great to have you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So give us a little, give us a self-introduction. Tell oh. us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm a little nervous. Where do I start? <laughs> West Philadelphia, born and raised. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I'm from Maryland. I'm from Maryland, um, Maryland, Washington, D.C. area. I came to Japan in 2015, January 2015. Uh, I mainly came uh, because to make my inner child happy because I studied Japanese when I was younger. Uh, and I was living in Peru for a bit before Japan. So... Yeah, I've been studying the languages, living life, and trying to get like uh, a business off the ground. But I've been uh, using YouTube as a way to document like my life here in Japan. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I've been following. Um, you have some cool content. Definitely talk about some interesting things, which we will talk about today. Uh, a lot of travel talk today, um, which is fitting because... We are not from Japan, and Absolutely. we've all <laughs> traveled here to Japan as well as around the world. We've all Absolutely. we've all been around the world, right? Absolutely. Ayo, this is Late, aka Corn Rebel, Mega Late Show, Speakeasy Tyo, Life Park, Ill Ruminations Affiliated, and you are listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast with Chocolate Buddha and Tokyo Cliff in a band riding around. So, yeah. So you said that you were interested in Japanese culture mm-hmm. at what age or about uh maybe like eight or nine so the school that I went to just about every month they would theme the the entire school after a country so they had like one month like Japan Morocco Peru and so around that time my mom would always make my sister and I do book reports based off of things that we we're learning in school so learning about Japan, then having to go to the library and do a book report about something Japan-related, I started to really like the culture. So in music class, we were singing like Japanese songs, and um, I did like we were singing about Kyoto, and then I went to the library and then I did a book report for my mom about <laughs> Kyoto. So I, I fell in love with the country then, and then I started uh, studying Japanese by myself, and then things just took off. You started studying Japanese by yourself, How, like. So what year is this about? This is about because I'm just trying to think like back in my day when I was like young, I knew I didn't know anything about Japanese culture. I didn't have any um, any like I didn't I didn't meet anybody that were Japanese. I didn't know about any Japanese programs. So I'm just wondering, how do you get into that? Like, how, how did you study by yourself? How did ah we went to uh, the bookstore Barnes and Noble? Okay. Do you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we know Barnes. And yeah, yeah. In the country, yeah. we ain't got that. But go ahead. Okay. Oh, sorry about yeah, that. We had the <laughs> but um, yeah, I went to Barnes and Noble, and I think my dad gave me like an allowance or something like that, and I bought a Japanese to English pamphlet first, okay. and then I studied that, and then we had the book. Uh, what is it called? The book festival in our school. 
and they there were like books in uh, like Chinese. And to me, at that age, I'm just like, oh, it all looks the same, like Chinese characters. It's all the same. And so I bought a book, the Chinese uh, Cinderella, which was really good. And then there was a notebook that had Chinese characters on it. So my first kanji uh, that I learned was like power. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, yeah, and I just used whatever I could find that looked like Japanese to study off of that. So I studied a little bit of Chinese too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, don't feel bad because where I was growing up, they we thought everybody was Chinese. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> it's baby, you gonna marry that Jap that Chinese girl? Oh, she's Jap. Nah, they all Chinese. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, so at what point do you? try uh, to come to Japan I that? think like at that age I really wanted to come to Japan I would take pictures from the internet mm. and I would post it on my wall mm -hmm. so I wanted to go at that age like around 9 or 10 uh, yeah I really wanted to come to Japan like since maybe 5th grade of elementary school to high school um, yeah Okay. I was just really passionate. I really wanted to come. And my dad's friend, she's half Japanese, and she would always give me, like, Japanese, like, VHS tapes. And I would watch uh, soap operas. Yeah, but I didn't get a chance until finally 2015. Okay. I got into Japanese because I used to work at a hotel in New York City. And one of the uh, receptionists, she was Japanese, her name's Keiko. And... I was ironically I was learning Polish at the same time because there were a lot of the maids were Polish yeah, yeah. so I was learning Japanese and Polish and then for some reason I just chose Japanese and Keiko she like gave me printed out like the hiragana chart mm -hmm. and, you know she would teach me like you know expressions good morning good afternoon and then when she gave me the hiragana chart I was just like I'm not sure about that. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to go that deep mm -hmm. into it, you know, because it was just so many characters, right? You know, it's only 26 letters in the alphabet, yeah, but yeah. it's like, I don't know, how many uh, hiragana characters? Like over 100, I think, and katakana as well, kind of mm -hmm. similar. So, but, you know, for some, some reason, I think I was inspired by the environment, right? Everybody in the hotel, well, most people in the hotel spoke a different language. Mm -hmm. So, um Japanese, Chinese, we had Spanish, of course, um, in New York City. Uh, we had people who spoke Russian, people who spoke Polish. So I think just being in that environment, mm -hmm. I just felt like I had to pick up something, right? So I, I just went further with the Japanese that way. And I always say, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but if it wasn't for Keiko, working with Keiko, I definitely wouldn't be here in Japan. Wow. And I definitely wouldn't have met my wife. Yeah. Yeah, my whole life just went a di just went a different path, different yeah. way, right? So, yeah, and shout out to Keiko. She's probably not listening. I don't know where <laughs> she is in the world, but <laughs> it's probably in the U.S. somewhere. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, how about you, man? Like, oh man, I prior was, to uh, prior to yeah, I just to was Japan. fascinated about the culture, mm -hmm. and, and I didn't have much access to the information about japan but what i saw on tv i was like man it looks pretty cool the people are peaceful the people are you know just just chill you know it seemed like it was so much harmony and so i was like hey i'm joining the military hopefully i could get there and uh it was destiny you know i came back here in 1980 mm -hmm. and just you know been here ever since chilling you know and it's uh yeah I, I dig the culture i dig the environment and i can live you know being a former sailor i can live anywhere you know because all we needed was a sea bag and and some shit like that and we could travel the world you know but i uh you know i met my wife you know in 81 and we kicked it for a while got married and stuff got a 31 year old daughter you know shout out to patrice and uh yeah i just i just love the culture and the way things are over here it's peaceful it's harmonious and everybody's about you know it seems like they're about the team mm. it's about society more than the individual and stuff so so uh well make a long story short if i didn't love it here i wouldn't be here so it's awesome <laughs> you know it's awesome place over yeah. 30 years right yeah 38 yeah nice. this september yeah now you know i'm gonna kind of go through some thinking back to some of your content on youtube right because that's how i found out a lot about you and one of your videos you mentioned that you traveled to iceland right when yeah, you were young yeah how did that happen ah uh, that was part of a middle school band trip so, okay. uh, 
So you, you had the travel bug early, right? You just... Yeah, because of my grandparents. Um, yeah, so my grandma, she has lived in multiple countries. She speaks multiple languages. My grandpa, uh, he spoke multiple languages too. I think he spoke like four languages. My uncle spoke, granduncle spoke like five languages. Wow. And my grandma never gave us a toy. My, me, my siblings, my cousins, she never gave us a toy in our entire lives. She gave us books from the country she went to and maybe the dictionary to translate it. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That's I hated it growing up. Oh, yeah. I well, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, that's not a gift. Yeah. For you, right? As a yeah. kid, you're like, eh, what the hell is this? A book? Ah. Yeah. And then, so growing up, we lived in her house for a bit. And oftentimes she wasn't there. Uh, so Ma was like, all, we call her Ma, by the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was always like out traveling. Where's Ma? Not here. She's like somewhere else. So uh, in middle school, they had an opportunity from our band class to go to England, Iceland, and Wales. And I really wanted to go. Um, and my mom wanted me to go too. And so my mom, like we, we sold like a lot of like candies and stuff uh, to afford the plane tickets. And then I remember she took out a loan for me just to go to this trip for I think it was like maybe like seven days six or seven days so yeah went to England Iceland and Wales it was the best trip ever for that age wow yeah, yeah at 13 wow. yeah I wasn't yeah. even thinking about traveling to other countries mom at that took age. out a loan yeah so in other words your whole family just you know this it's the international bug just runs through the family my uh, speaking multiple languages traveling around the world or you my, said your grandmother and yeah, grandfather specifically. Yeah, my grandma, my grandpa specifically. My mm-hmm. parents, uh, not so much. They didn't really have the means to travel much. Mm. But I think where my parents excelled is to make sure, because we could see our grandparents doing all of these like crazy things. Yes. <laughs> and I think where my parents excelled is making sure that although they couldn't really, like, my first vacation was when I was in university with my family. Mm-hmm. So I think um, whenever... Like, I think maybe I was the most uh, enthusiastic about traveling amongst my siblings. But I think my parents, whenever they saw me interested in a country or language or something, they gave me more information. Oh, that's gave, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where my parents excelled. Mm-hmm. And so, that's cool yeah. because they naturally saw that you were into something. It wasn't like they were forcing you yeah. to um, yeah, they travel were supporting or, or your, your yeah. learn languages. Yeah. Now, 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 you say grandma, your grandparents did some crazy adventurous stuff. Like what? Uh, crazy just for like where we were living. Mm. So when I was living with my grandma, I was still really young. I just remember the other kids in the area. So at that time we were living in Baltimore City. I just remember at that age, no other family had a computer in their house. No other families like were they weren't traveling or anything. I'm just like, oh yeah, my grandma speaks French. My grandma speaks German. Your grandma does what? (laughs) Like, so it was crazy. We I felt that we were other at that age mm. that's to me why it was crazy okay so, oh okay yeah it's not necessarily crazy crazy but it's just like not normal in other it. words it was things that people outside of your family didn't ex- expect yeah. from you know it, was a, it wasn't the stereotypical exactly. black experience from it's, their perspective especially right? from Bal- for baltimore city yeah 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 yeah, yeah. now what did your grandmother do uh, so originally she worked for the NSA. Wow. Um, and then after she retired, she did oh, the... What's the NSA for those who are not... Isn't it like the National Security Agency? Okay. I didn't know they were around that long. Yeah. Wow. That's where she met my grandpa. Mm. Okay. And I think she was learning Russian. Yeah. They, they met in like the Russian department. Yeah, really? Actually, no, she spoke four languages then. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, <laughs> I remembered because uh, I dated a Russian guy and then she they were speaking together. together and I'm just like, what? What doesn't she know? <laughs> but what, what, how, how was his reaction? Like, what? Yeah, he was what, shocked. What, what the, yeah. yeah, I was shocked. Everyone was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this is like when her Alzheimer's, so my grandma has Alzheimer's, um, started or we caught it on. like, mm-hmm. And so we're just like, what else is in there? Like... You never know what's going to come out of her. So, yeah. That's dope, though, seeing a Russian guy, you know, going out with his sister. And then all of a sudden, Grandma busts out some Russian and yeah. shit. And you're sitting there like. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he spoke German, too. Mm-hmm. So they spoke in German and Russian. 
So he could not have no secrets from your grandma. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, like, she'd probably forget it, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. now, what exactly did she do, though, for, for NSA? For NSA, uh, she couldn't really tell us. She didn't oh, tell okay. us. But I know. jobs. Yeah. Um, I know that she was highly valued in NSA, her and my grandpa, because I know my aunt used to talk about how. Spies. My aunt yeah. used to talk about what <laughs> <laughs> she's not saying that she's yeah, like picking up grandma and grandpa in this this convoy of black SUVs and a limousine and shit with armed guard, secret service. But um, so my aunt, I remember her saying that uh, they wanted my grandma and my grandpa to go to like this other countries and everything, but my grandparents turned it down. So I knew like they were pretty up there, mm. but I don't really know specifically what. Yeah, wow. but she worked in NSA, and then she d uh, joined the Peace Corps, and that's why she was in Morocco. Yeah, so she was teaching English, too, in Morocco. Okay. So, and that's why I went to Morocco, just to follow in her footsteps. Hey, man, you really? sure she ain't being followed by somebody, you know? Cause oh, dude, there's more. Sometimes uh, in the U.S. No, I'm talking about you. you I you know, know. You got I these know. connections. No, like in the U.S., I was always scared that my, my phone was tapped because of other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, anyway. Sure, you don't work for the NSA. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> disguising as a um, whatever you do out here. Are you a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh -oh. teaching English. Disguising now. as an English teacher, but working man, we gotta, for the. We got to debug the uh, mobile man cave after she. No, leaves. like <laughs> I'm telling you. So, like uh, before I left the U.S., I was working for the World Bank Group. Okay. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, but that's why. Sometimes when I tell people, yeah, I'm teaching English. Oh, what did you do in the U.S.? I was working for the World Bank. What? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then people, I get that reaction. Yeah, like, of course, of course. Because yeah. they're like, you could be making a lot more. Because they're thinking about money. Exactly. And they, you know, and that's not your true inner. Because, you know, because I was reading some of your content and you wasn't happy. Exactly. You know? yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. Why did you leave the World Bank? Such a lucrative salary. And I know, right? All the perks. Yeah, I was making more than like all of my friends at that age. I was like 22. Um, yeah, so it was my dream job to work there. And I got it, like, it just kind of landed in my lap. And so when I, like, everyone at the World Bank has a contract, even the president has a contract. So when my contract ended, it's just like, what do I do? Do I renew my contract? I was offered like two or three other, like, other positions um, but it was high stress very high stress uh, I was working for a vice president too so very high stress the money was good um, perks were good but I also wanted to travel I was kind of scared but I don't know what it was at that time I felt like I had to like sorry no worries <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, in the okay. streets yeah okay. in the streets, streets y'all yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, like I've been following this thing of like tackling my fears. So I was kind of scared to go somewhere by myself because when I went to England, Iceland and Wales, I was with a group. Um, but yeah, I decided to leave and pursue Spanish in Peru. So long story short. Yeah. Okay. I just decided ditched, to chase happiness. Just ditched the dream job and move to Peru. But or? because I already accomplished it though. Yeah. Like, if I stay there, like what's going to happen? Yeah. I have other things on my bucket list. And plus you didn't you. want to be there until you're like 40 or 50 years old doing the same thing. Yeah. Being stuck behind a desk. Yeah. And, and then one other crucial thing you said, high stress. Exactly. Right? So, all right. So path change, you go to Peru and how was Peru? Tell us about Peru. You seem to love Peru. I love Peru. Just from the videos of yeah. I love Peru so much. The people were just so friendly and so kind. Um, very open. Mm, I, it's difficult to put Peru into words because it's a feeling. It's not words at all. It's just when you go there, you just feel... Maybe it's the high altitude in Cusco. I don't know. But <laughs> you just feel elated. Okay. <laughs> um, Weather's uh, awesome. Right. Yes, the weather in Cusco, like you get summer, winter, fall in one day. <laughs> mm, nice. um, yeah, I just loved Peru. But it was it was a huge culture shock when I came to Japan from Peru because I came directly. Mm. So in Peru where people were just hugging me, kissing me, I, I see a person twice, they think they know me. <laughs> but <laughs> I came to Japan and I like started meeting people and I would try to give them a hug. I would just feel them go stiff. I'm like, what's going on? And then I learned 
don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're a little bit more open now, but yeah, what, it was what, all about handshakes. What other don't do that's did you learn? Uh, Being in Japan. Think. I feel like a lot of them I knew because of my... So I studied Japanese by myself, but then I found a teacher. And she did teach us quite a few things. Um, what else? Nothing comes off the top of my head. No kissing in public? Oh! Oh! Just oh. like, what? Three days ago? Four days ago, I was in Azabu Juban, mm. and I saw these two foreigners. Like, I think one, the girl was Japanese, maybe. The guy, he was like a white guy. Mm. And they were really going at it. And I felt so uncomfortable. And I'm just like, why do I feel uncomfortable? Because in Peru, they they openly show PDA, too. Mm-hmm. What's PDA? Uh, what is it? Public. Dis- displays Play. of affection. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm an older cat, so y'all abbreviate everything, so I got to get <laughs> hip to the time. Oh, shit. no worries. Okay. But in Peru, they go at it, too. It's just, like, outside is the room. But, like, these these two people, like, he, I don't, like, he was, like, touching her soul with his tongue. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I just felt so uncomfortable. But... That's because you've been here, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Maybe because I've been here for, like, four and a half years. I is why I felt so uncomfortable, but I've seen that before. Yeah, but but you know, in Japan, I mean, you don't you don't see PDA here in Japan. Not really. Uh, I see like hand holding, but that's like. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. You know, they they are doing it a lot more than back in the eighties. Because when I had a you know when I had a Japanese girlfriend before my wife and stuff, it was like, oh, let's kind of bow before we leave to the train station. You know, when I was in California, you know, we got a yard of tongue down each other's throat before, you know, we <laughs> departed and went somewhere and shit, you know. But now I see that here in Japan because I saw this couple and me and my friend, he was here for a long time too. We kind of like grew up as friends over here. He was over here like 25 years. And we were sitting down at a coffee shop and uh, this couple that was sitting a couple of tables down, you know, the dude was eating uh, like a custard like pie or something. Mm-hmm. And some of it got stuck on his lips. Right. You know, some of the crust and the sugar. And she licked it off. I was like, man, look at that shit. Japanese <laughs> are changing, you know. So. So, yeah. It, Probably it's... younger Japanese. Yeah, yeah they were younger. younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. So tell us what Enlightened Ties is, because that's what. You go by you go by enlightened ties as well, right? Enlightened ties. Enlightened ties. Enlightened ties. Yes. Enlight ties. So first of all, enlightened was taken. <laughs> okay. On YouTube, but I didn't want enlightened because I feel like enlightened means like haha, you know, like I've reached this epitome, I've reached yes. the top. I wanted Nirvana, something right? exactly. So I wanted something to portray um, my because I was still in Washington D.C. at this time. I wanted something a name that would describe the act of becoming like on the path of and i couldn't think of any word i don't think there is a word you have to say like becoming enlightened becoming enlightened or something yes. like that mm-hmm. so i created my own so enlight comes from enlightened eyes is an affix that means to become so i made my own based off of like latin roots and everything mm. <laughs> yeah so becoming on the path of becoming like knowledgeable of something mm. yeah okay that's dope because when i first met her she told me in light ties, and I was just visualizing this sister sitting on a mountain cross-legged and shit, you know, with, with a big-ass daishiki. And, That's and what everybody hears. Yeah, like yeah. They hear enlightened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter yeah, what, I'm a no Buddhist, matter how you know, you so, say it. So uh. when we think of that, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, she's sitting on top of a mountain. She's meditating, and she's reaching out to the African gods yeah. and all that. And then, yeah. That's yeah. really good to know, though, for me, uh, my yeah. perspective. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I wanted to hear what other people think, what other people envision when they hear so, it. So you're going to do yeah, that, Yeah, I thought right? the same thing, kind of. Yeah? Uh, the yoga slash, yeah, somebody who's, like, on a journey or something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. I wanted the journey aspect. But maybe yeah. I should change it. <laughs> no, it's too deep now. <laughs> <laughs> too deep? <laughs> yeah. So you don't want it to be deep. It's, it's not really that deep, right? It's just... Yeah, so about go ahead. Yeah, so since I've gone on this journey like after leaving like a structured society in the yeah. US, okay. um I have learned not to take life so seriously. So that has been my enlightened journey. Absolutely. So yeah. that's I don't want people to think that deeply about enlightened. It's just like I'm just living every day doing whatever makes sense. Today I didn't do anything. This <laughs> is like Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was talking to to Buddha here. I was like you know, just watching your channel, you just seem like a, you seem like, yeah, you seem like you don't get too concerned with a lot of things. 
you know, just take it day by day and you're very open about your experiences, which is I thought was great and um, which you do have a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really got I got those good vibes oh, from, from watching the channel. Yeah, and I can relate to it, too, because I, I'm i in that same state of being, and I've been like that for a while. But I just believe in, hey, just live in the moment. Do what makes you happy. If you got some secrets, fuck it. Take them to the grave because everybody doesn't need to know your business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I was, But I still remember us talking, and I, I yeah. uh, the reason why I was vibing with you, even though it was a few years ago, I was like, yeah, yeah, this 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 young sister is, is yeah, we're on the same, you know, we got the same wavelength going yeah. and everything. Because it's the way I am about life. I don't worry about money shit's always there for me yes. i don't worry about, you know i'm just so grateful yes you know it does gra- is gratitude a part of your uh journey yes and mm. oh my gosh yesterday i was more conscious of the facts so uh recently i've been trying to be more mindful of like everything that i everything mm. that i am partaking in and starting with so i started maybe like four days ago um before i would say like thank you and everything but just recently i don't know what something just clicked in me and so yesterday i was thinking about like i'm so grateful for the people that took the time out i know they were working uh for their to make my shoes you know oh, that is so <laughs> or awesome. like the people that came together to like farm and prepare like the food that i'm eating um i'm so grateful for the money that is in my wallet um before i would think like i'm happy that i have money but it's not how much money that I want. But now I'm just like, I could have nothing. <laughs> yeah. So just like, even if it's like 500 yen, which is like $5, it's just like, I'm so happy. I can still. <laughs> like, 500 yen. Yes. I'm so happy. Yes. yes. I'm just so grateful for like, <laughs> I think I'm more mindful about the work and the time that has gone into like creating everything for my backpack, my clothes, just me being here the streets like there's so much to be grateful for absolutely and i guess you're in the quotes and positive affirmations too i could i could feel that vibe too (laughs) (laughs) but this one quote that kicks you know that that's constantly in my mind is that and uh i'm paraphrasing right it's like um if you got a some loose change in your pocket if you got a job if you got a place to stay and you have your health they say you're richer than 75 percent of the world i've seen that and so every time i think about that i'm just like yeah but i love that attitude of gratitude yeah i love vibing with people that's got that yeah and if people don't have it i love vibing with them saying hey man you know you need to look at look in the mirror and see how blessed you are you know what i'm saying to be able to see and shit like that you know but yeah 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 that's that's what's up inspiring people yeah. fist bump <laughs> fist bump yeah. so is that is that part of let me ask you this with your channel what do you want to do what are you what are you trying to achieve who's your audience that type of thing or who do you who are you trying to reach out to mm. so with enlightenment like i said before i don't want people to take it so seriously mm-hmm. so my like attitude of gratitude or my what i'm practicing i'm not trying to enforce it it's just what works for me. So in some videos, like I have shown myself meditating. I'm not, I don't tell people like, Hey, meditate. No, this is the channel is specifically about things that I'm learning on my path of what I want. So fairly recently, like, uh, I kind of let go of certain parts of my life. Like, yeah, certain parts of my life. I don't want to get too specific. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no worries, no worries. We got all the time in the world. Yeah, there's some fine men out here, I guess, walking the streets, too. That's Actually, what you I got distracted. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because anyway. I'm distracted by all these fine women walking the streets. But. Oh, so now we know that mm-hmm. women are looking, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh, um, yeah. So recently, I kind of let go of parts of my life so I can be more uh, grateful about what I had because mm. I, I trust myself that I will get it back. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I want people to realize that, and some people may not understand this, don't take life so seriously. Like, if you have a job and you're not happy, quit. There's no point in staying. Like, to me, and I, I know some people may not understand this. This may rub people the wrong way. Um, but if you can't see what's going to happen next, well, that's a facade anyway, because you can't see what's going to happen. Stability, you don't know what's going to happen next. Absolutely. So if you're not happy, 
just quit something have faith in yourself that you can do it you you are resilient people are resilient um so with my channel i want people just to enjoy life I, i'm not trying to enforce anything at all um that's basically it okay oh okay. yeah it's not too yeah. deep yeah. right like you said it's just but i wouldn't your so, so you wouldn't advise a guy with a wife and three kids to just up and quit the job that he's he hates well i i don't i can't enforce that on him mm. it's up to him to make that decision um I can get really deep into that about, I'm not a parent, but I have like my viewpoints. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I would say like your happiness is your responsibility. So Absolutely. if you have kids, like you can't enforce their happiness, but you can do more help to other people by focusing on yourself, um, becoming happy by yourself. And then through action, because actions speak louder than words, if your parents uh, if your kids are looking at you, which they are, they they can instinctually like learn how to take care of themselves, how to be happy. So if you quit your job and you have kids, I can't, I can't say anything on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just yeah. I, I, I was just BSing around and yeah. stuff, you know. But uh, but you know, uh, you know, I, I I could vibe with you on that because I've I've read you know people success stories saying getting fired or whatever was the greatest thing mm, that ever yeah. happened to him in his freedom. And, and, you know, similar to your story, I mean, you left a lucrative, you know, career mm -hmm. to just travel and, and, and become happy. Yeah. And I, I, to me, that's what's up. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You. Yeah. Now let me ask you, I've been wanting to ask this question. Um, it just popped in my head just now too, because a lot of the women we've had on the podcast, most of them are single or not saying single. They don't have kids. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Most of them don't have kids. With y yourself, you don't have kids. No. Where do kids fall in line, like, far as, like, your priority, right? Because uh, I think a lot of times with women, it, kids are a priority, yeah. right? You know, as they get older, they, they want to get married, have kids. But, you know, you seem to be a person that prioritizes your path, traveling, um, having new experiences, learning from them. Yeah. That type of thing. Not not necessarily wanting a lucrative career per se, but yeah, where do where do kids fit in? Do you uh, wanna have kids? I do wanna have kids. Okay. Um and I do want a partner. Right now I'm single single. Like okay. you said single, no kid. I mean I'm single yeah. single. Okay. <laughs> Bellas, are you listening? Yeah, but like I do want kids. I do want like stability. Um but I'm also aware that if it's if I don't see it right now, like I'm okay without it. So I I don't have any strong opinions either way. I'm just living my life. But at the same time I do want kids and I do want a partner. But your your life is not is not centered on or prioritized on a man and being married and having kids, right? Exactly. Cuz I that that's what I I really find I I really I really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I admire that. I admire women who are not just like, all right, I need a man and kids to define my life. Like, you know, I admire the women who are being adventurous and saying, you know what? I'm single right now. I don't have kids. I have an okay job. But you know what? I'm going to go to Peru. Mm, you yeah. know, and then after Peru, fuck it. I'm not going back to the U.S. I'm going to Japan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I really love that about you, you know? Uh, but thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think recently, mm -hmm. because I've been single for a while now, mm -hmm. I've been thinking like maybe I should make the space for kids or for a partner. Okay. Because I think maybe before. So again, I'm just feeling this out because I haven't lived this path yet. This is just my thinking. Yeah. Um, I think because before. I was so focused on what I'm doing, 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 and I wanted kids and I wanted a partner, but I didn't make space for that. Okay. So I think right now what I'm doing is I'm continue to, continuing to focus on my goals and what I want, but I'm also trying to maybe go to events or something like that to leave, because before I, would, I wouldn't even like um, pursue, I'm not even pursuing now actually. <laughs> what am I doing right now? I don't know. <laughs> I think but you're in a great place, though, because uh, 
you're living your life. You're getting all this, you know, hey, I'm going to speak the way I speak. You're getting all this yeah. shit out the way. You're getting it all out of your system. So when you are ready to do it, you'll be more than ready. But now if you were to, you know, let's say go by society's traditional whatever the hell, you know, uh, well, I need to have a kid by this time. I need to have a husband. I need to have the career. No, that means that you're not in control of yeah. your, yourself. But yeah. In reality, women do have a timetable in as yeah. far as having kids and this, that, and the other. That's something you have to think about. But I, for what I'm getting from you is that you're living in the moment, you're happy with it, and when you're ready, it's going to happen. Exactly. And, and uh, yeah, I think the best thing to do, you're young, you're single, you're beautiful, live your life, be adventurous, you ain't got nothing weighing you down, no worries. Take, but I also love what you said about taking care of yourself first. And yeah. I, I, I'm a parent. Well, my daughter's 31. <laughs> but <still> anyway, <laughs> uh, I believe that people ask me, you know, about, hey, what's it like having kids? I say, your happiness comes first. Because mm -hmm. if you're not happy, how the hell are you going to teach them to be happy? Mm -hmm. If you don't take care of yourself, how the fuck are you going to take care of somebody else? Mm -hmm. So I think that your priorities are in, in the right place. And when you're ready, the universe is just going to lay it out there for you. You know what I'm saying? I love you for that. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's the vibes I get that's, from you. That's the first I love you. you. We, we got, you know. Nice. No, he just touched my soul. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but no, actually. That's what Buddhas do. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul. But actually, uh, the things I'm saying, I'm, you know, it's like reflecting through you to me. You know, it's like those shared energies and oh, stuff. We're vibing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're vibing. I'm, I'm, I'm not vibing so much, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, your, your, your timetable is still good. You're, you're not too old. Uh, you know, you're not against the wall saying hey i'm 42 i think i need to get no just enjoy your life you're doing it oh thank you yeah you're in much. the right place that's thank what's you. up now yeah. how important is location in allowing this to come to be this this like uh you know having a relationship getting married ha having kids would you do it in japan if, if the situation presents itself or do you plan on moving back to the states how does that go um, location, I don't really think about that. Okay. Um. Because, you know, you might have those women that be like, all right, time for me to get serious, have some kids. Let me go back to the U.S. You know what I mean? Yeah. They look at Japan as just like this playground, this time to be adventurous and stuff. And then, all right, let me head back home. And the, I've so definitely how, met quite a few people like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't really care about the location. Okay. I feel like if I meet someone, I meet someone. All right. Um, you have a kid in Japan, you have a kid in Japan, right? Yeah, especially I don't think it's a good time to have uh, kids in the U.S., especially <laughs> for, like, a black woman right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when is it ever a good time? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, location isn't really important to me. I okay. feel like where I'm, wherever I'm at, there's opportunities, so... Great. So far, that's what I'm riding on. Okay. You can ask me, like, in 60 years. How did that pan out for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, before we get out of here, I have a couple videos I wanted to uh, talk to you about. Like I said, you have a lot of good content out there. But I was watching this one called Why Being a Black Traveler is Awesome. Do you yeah. remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> I've kind of jotted, jotted this down, so I, I didn't want to forget mm -hmm. all the reasons you mentioned. So the first one was, people thought you didn't have money. Yes. So, so why is that? Why is that awesome? Because people aren't trying to rob me. <laughs> oh. Especially in South America, that's amazing. Yeah. I remember okay. reading an article about uh, this group of uh, these young people that went to Brazil, and there was a black girl, and then her other friends were, like, white. All of them got robbed except from her. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, I feel that. I feel that. Damn, so they probably Robin Hooded her and shit. They probably stole from the white kids to say, oh, sister, look, I understand what you've been through, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, even I, just, I just found your, 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 your takes on this very amusing, I guess, interesting that, of course, it can go either way, right? Exactly. Um, but this was your experience and, exactly. and, and your perspective on it. Yeah, and so elaborate on that a little bit more. I mean, yeah. So the whole point of the video is that those are um, complaints that I've heard from other people, but they take it the negative way. Gotcha. So I believe that perspective is pivotal. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. So, like, okay. Gotcha. So people are just like, <laughs> oh, they always think I don't have money, or like, oh, what else did I say? In that but that's video? how. It, but that's how it is. To be honest with you, yeah. even in Japan, I feel like yeah. that way. I feel like black men are the safest. 
people in Japan. Because <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, white people media. Yeah, yeah. because of the you know, media and the reputation. Because yeah, my have. boy Mike used to always say when we go to countries, say, man, thanks to the media, man, they ain't going to be fucking with brothers because exactly. they think we can all throw hands. We're exactly. all angry. Exactly. We're all mad and this, that, and the <laughs> other. So, yeah. That, that was my experience in Peru. So people could either complain just like, oh, they're avoiding me. They don't want to talk to me because of this, this, this. I'm just like, they're not trying to rob you. They're <laughs> not trying to hurt you. you should, you're safe right now. Like, you're good. So yeah. it depends on how you look at it. Why they don't think black people got money? That could be a good thing because exactly. they ain't going to mess with you. Exactly. And they give you discounts. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then number two, I mean, this is kind of like, I don't know, I'm just black, uh, being cool. People think you're cool. I mean, that's, I guess that's uh, everywhere, uh, uh, right? Uh, uh, I mean, I've been a lot of countries. They think and, we can all dance, play basketball, yeah. rap and shit. Yeah. That's just the rep. We That's the one I, of the good reputations that I've we have. I've right? disappointed so many. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Why you say that? Uh, especially in Peru. They thought I could dance. Ah, oh, so in, okay. In that, in that. They put me in the circle, in the club. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you automatically assume. I'm this. <laughs> This dance. is reminding me so much <laughs> of the movie. It's a kind of old movie called Soul Man, yeah. where the white dude put on, you know, blackface and stuff so he could get a like a, you know, the benefits of, you know, let's say a college scholarship or whatever benefits that poor black kids get. And so when it was coming time to choose the basketball team that was ready to pick for a pickup game, they say, "Hey, Marcus, come play with us," because the dude always had to keep his, you know, his uh his makeup, yeah. you know, up and everything. So they picked Marcus because they say, "Hey, this black guy, I want him on my team," you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And then so the next one, I found this funny too. People. So number three, why it's awesome to be a black traveler is. People offer you drugs for free. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, my God. I think I mentioned it in the video, but when I was in Peru, yeah, I went into, like, me and my friend, we went into this, like, shop. And then my friend, she left. I don't know why I stayed, but the guy, the owner, he took me upstairs. And there's just, like, well, you know it's Peru. It's, like, near Colombia. There was, like, yeah. a lot of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and weed. And he offered me, like, I don't, I've never tried cocaine or anything. I didn't want to try. For the record. But he offered it to me for free. He's just like, I understand what your people go through. <laughs> Wow. And, yeah, he's just like, here, you can take this. This is for me. And I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I understand what your people go through. Yeah. Here's some coke. He was talking to me like about like, the struggle and everything. This is a Peruvian guy living in the mountains in Cusco. And he's just like, I know how they treat you back in the States. And, I watched the know. news. Here's some coke. Yeah. yeah so you can cope coke with and that. weed. And weed. Same yeah. night. <laughs> so you can cope with all that bullshit you're going through when you yes. go home. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, you can come back anytime. And, like, and get I'm some good. free weed. Yeah, and coke. <laughs> yeah, forget about but, the coke. Yeah, I'm I'm good. But um, yeah, it's happened to me quite a few times, actually, when people would come up to me offering me like weed or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they white people would ask me, I guess, because of the dreads. I've yeah, oh, I've, I've been in a club here in Japan and. Uh, I think it was an Australian guy. He asked, hey, yo, where you get that? that? I was like, ah. I said, yo, I don't know. Hey, maybe ask the, ask the black guy over nah, there. You know, it'd it be, it be some undercovers out there. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was like, I don't know, bro. But I told him, I said, yeah, be careful because you yeah. don't, don't want to get wrapped up out here exactly. in Japan. You'd be gone for 23 days. You know, because <laughs> I, I recently found that out. Was that, was that, was that hero telling us that, 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 that they use foreigners as under, somebody was telling us that. I can't they, remember. They use foreigners as undercover, you know, or, oh, it was an African, they were talking about African guys who are sometimes wired, you know, because they, you know, I guess they, you know, you know how they, they're on a plea deal or something like that, and they will set you up. And to you know get what? In Japan. And I just kind of thought about something. That same night, right? I think it was the same night. The guy was asking me for some drugs. There was some people who were in the club, or whatever, and we. So I went outside to get some air, and and they were out there too. And they, this drugs started coming up again, like conversation about drugs, and I don't know, man. I, I mean. I'm black, right? <laughs> yes. And we, we have a different perspective, right, on, on certain things and trusting certain people. Absolutely, yeah. So when I just felt them going on and on about drugs, I was just like, are these dudes undercover? Like, why are they talking about this so openly? <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, all right, I'm going to let them be. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to 
engage in this conversation. <laughs> so have you ever got like free free freebies at the restaurant or something like that because you know they thought black people is all black people is post. So, um, in Peru it was different. It was because I would walk the same way and like the owner she gave me a discount, which is interesting because they would usually um, there's people in the street like begging uh, for money, mm-hmm. but she gave me a discount. I guess because I was black. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. But um, when I was with my white foreign friends in Peru, um, the kids would always beg for money from them. I was like, seriously, they didn't touch me. They didn't come up to me, nothing. Mm. So, And it was so annoying when I would go out with them because it would slow us down. Um, but if I went out by myself, like, no one, nothing. You could so, be walk. You could be walking around with a with like one of them money money Mayweather stacks of bills. Or like I was walking around with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, yeah, but once they find out, you've been getting robbed, and yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last one, last reason why it's awesome to be a black traveler was people are more down to earth. Yes. Towards you. Yes. Explain that. So I feel like just. From what I've viewed and in the countries that I've been to, if I'm in like a hostel or hotel or restaurant, a party or something like that, just sitting back and if I'll watch like the locals talk to white foreigners and it seems like they're they're like putting on a show and they're trying to appeal to the white person or trying to like become really buddy buddy. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there watching, and then people would just, like, if they're there, then we'll start a conversation, and it just seems so relaxed. And it doesn't, I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually getting to know this person. But when I'm looking at what's, even here in Japan, when I'm just, like, observing, it seems like anything that the white foreigner says is funny. Uh, anything that they do is just like, wow, that's amazing. But when I'm talking to someone, it's just... I can breathe. Gotcha. That's the chair, I swear. That mm. sound. <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems they seem more down to earth. So I love that. That was, yeah, that out of out of the four, I mean, all of them were good. But out of, that, out of the four, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Uh, Have you guys had that experience? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but, you know, I, I think so they're playing I, up the white people because, it. you know, they want to get that money. Yeah. They want to, you know, they feel that, hey, they control the money. So, you know. I'm going to kiss their ass. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to laugh at them when their jokes ain't funny and things like that. So, I, But that, I think they just look at us a different way. They're more relaxed with us because we are – I feel that we are a culture with rhythm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they just feel more, you know. It, it kind of goes back into one of the other reasons you mentioned that we just automatically cool. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're rhythmic. Yeah. We the people who dance. We the people ethnicity. who can play sports. You know, all that stereotypical shit. But. Of course. Of course, for guys, you know, black guys, you know, we'd be at the urinal in the bathroom and the <laughs> Japanese guy would be kind of like wanting to peek over because all black men are elephant trunk size penis holders have you guys had this experience so i've yeah yeah i've I've had it you know i've 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 seen this so many times where like japanese guys will ask me about like and i've seen it happen i went to a party it wasn't really a party but there was a um a canadian guy Mm -hmm. and it was like a japanese get together Mm -hmm. and we went two times together same same group of people japanese and us but he would like they would openly ask about like pubic hair and about dick size. Mm. I've I've seen other J vloggers talk about that. I, I have it in my phone where I can document like Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like it it No shit. <laughs> yeah, oh you gonna like, play I've it for seen, us? You, no, no, no. Oh. No, I, I don't have any pictures. I'm just oh. saying <laughs> I'm just No no no, saying. I was talking about you're gonna play the audio or something. No no no. Like I was messaging this guy and he asked me about pubic hair. And I'm just like, why do they seem so oh, yeah, comfortable just yeah, like yeah, asking about pubic hair? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I, I've, like I said, I've watched some J vloggers talk about some weird stuff like that. Pen, you know, Japanese well, guys. Well, it, it goes back to that down to earth thing. They're more comfortable asking us that stuff, and you know. But it, I can see how it can be offensive to us too, though. 
Yeah, it, it doesn't. Well, you know, then again, some brothers be like, you know, like think this about one the comedian history. was like, you know, he said, man, if a white man called me nigga, I'd be ready to whoop his ass. So this one white dude came up to me and say, man, y'all niggers got some big dicks. He said, man, I almost whooped his ass. And then I took it as a compliment. So I, <laughs> you know, so, so. Yeah, but, you know, we, we, I mean, we, we, your, we've been oversexualized in the media. Yes. Yeah. So but sometimes uh, we men, be, black we men and women. Shit too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. But, uh. But what, what 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 were they asking you like? Um, she's trying to show us that uh that message. Yeah, he's. <laughs> my answers are kind of incriminating too, but. <laughs> um. All right, we'll show it show it to us later, or yeah. we uh, after this. But uh, so yeah, before we get out of yeah, here. Do you shave under? Okay, yeah. we got it. Open. Do you shave under your pubic hair and then? Wow. And then I had to teach him. Is this him. a Japanese guy asking you this, or? Uh, he's Japanese Korean. Oh. But grew up in Japan. Mm. All right, moving on. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Poor guy. So yeah, uh, before you get out of here, uh, anything you want to promote? Any anything you want to uh, throw out there to yeah. our audience? And um, if you want to know. I don't know. Like, if you want to just have fun with me in Japan, check out my channel and Light Ties. I am working on a new series right now, uh, testing my faith in myself, basically. Um, what I said in this podcast is kind of what I'm trying to, I'm putting it into action. So I don't want it to come off as in, as if, like, when I quit my job, I knew exactly I'm going to do this, do this. No, I'm, like, shitting myself every single day. <laughs> um, even, yeah. So it's just me, I try, with this new series, I think it more accurately shows just like the stress I feel when I'm doing, when I'm just, yeah, living my life. Day to day. With, yeah, with my beliefs, my philosophy. Um, but overall, like, again, I don't take life that seriously because it always works out. It oh. always works out. So, yeah. Because it's some vibrations you're sending out to the universe on a daily, you know what exactly, I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're on YouTube, you're also on Instagram? Yes, well? I'm also on Instagram. I'm mainly on YouTube, though, so please check me out. E-N-L-I-G-H-T-I-Z-E, Enlightize, on YouTube. And you have a website as well, right? Yes, enlightize.com. For blogs, I'm also teaching English via the website. But I'm pretty sure if people are listening to this, they understand English. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but you guys can send it. Send it to your English learning friends. I, awesome. I saw it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I your saw YouTube that. before we get out of here. You're cool with um, what's his man? The Japanese guy that has the big YouTube channel. Uh, you, you, Utah. Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Utah. Shout yeah. out to Utah. Shout out to Utah, man. Come, come, join us on the podcast, yes, man. You know, right. if you're listening. You know. Yeah. Feel yeah. the magic of the mobile man cave. Yeah. Yeah, that's Yeah, because, you know, we try to, we want to get more Japanese on as well. You know, uh -huh. of course, they have to speak English. And he speaks English. So, you out there listening, Utah, you know what's up. Yeah, get get their perspective on different things, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he has an awesome YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's about it. Yep. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. And for Light Ties for yeah. coming and light eyes sharing those Enjoy. vibes yeah Nothing. you're just a walking vibration oh that's me yeah yeah, there <laughs> yeah. You go. we all are we all are yeah it was know. good to finally meet you and yeah have a good chat. yeah yeah, yeah. this is yeah. the second time we met it's been yeah. a few years you know for some reason i thought it was so long ago when i met you and you told me it was just a couple of years ago i was like I must be having some fun. Time's flying. Or you getting old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, that's it. You. That's yeah. a wrap from Peace Shibuya. Out. Bye. Yep. Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Chocolate Buddha. From Tokyo. Follow Shibuya. us. Check Fine out some old episodes. Women walking around outside. Thanks for cutting Chilling. me off, Buddha. Peace. Peace. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com or you can head straight to Google and type in Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.